Can you tell everyone what our friends at Target have been up to while I finish setting up? I got you. Through their Black Beyond Measure campaign, Target is celebrating and elevating Black success all year round. We told you last fall about the HBCU Design Contest, where the winners were showcased last month. Shout out to Trey representing the real HU, Hampton University. They've also got the Buy Black Product Hub, where you can shop for Black-owned and founded brands. Target is out here uplifting the Black community year-round. If you want to learn more about how Target continues to support Black entrepreneurs, students, and creatives, visit Target.com backslash Black Beyond Measure. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. It can be a dark world sometimes. Don't be afraid to be a source of light. Peace, good people. Peace. How you feeling, Fee? Good, how are you? I'm feeling well. I feel, have like a clarity, like an openness. Mm. Yeah, I feel really good. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, the listeners on the Black Love Podcast Network. Hey. Thank you all for building this amazing community. We love it. Yeah, we We, love y'all. We love coming here. Thank you for creating space for reference. Yes, thanks for the reminder. So, Kariga selected an affirmation to start us today. But it's actually one that I've been listening to all week. I don't know if you noticed, but in the mornings when I'm getting up, I am actually playing our deluxe album on on YouTube. I'm playing it on TV. Mm -hmm. And it's like resonating differently with me this week. Mm. I'm even thinking of it before we say it, before the music comes on. Mm. So I love that you picked it. Wow. Because it is applied all week before you read it can you make sure we all get to take a deep breath i need one go for it let's do it and another one for you in case you missed it oh you're talking to the listener my my bad we'll do one and you're talking all through their breath (laughs) We'll do one more. Is this the same person who in previous episodes said I ain't taking no deep breath? I thought that's why you were telling me to do it. <laughs> no, it wasn't even about you. It's because oh, okay. I did it. Okay, I was about to say like, dang, I, I mean, I'm medium size. Okay. I love the joy you bring to the space. <laughs> I love laughing with you. Thank you. Thank you for holding space for my my joy. So if you turn to page four of your book. This is the toolkit for reflection and manifesting the light within. It reads, mind unlocked, heart unblocked. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings, and manifestations today will present. Mm. Mind unlocked, heart unblocked. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings, and manifestations today today will present. This one has really, like, been my go-to for the week and Mm -hmm. I think it is because I have been finding intentional time in the act of writing and particularly in the morning Mm -hmm. and once that writing is complete I very much 
feel like I'm in the space of my heart being unblocked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I um, really, I mean, you know what's going on, but for the listener, like, I'm taking a journey into a new reading that was recommended to me by two friends. Um, one is VC. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, she got the book and she suggested I read it with her. And then another friend of mine, Chloe, and the book is The Artist's Way, mm-hmm. right? And it is the 12 week course of finding that spiritual pathway to creativity. Mm-hmm. And so I am reading. I started it and then I didn't really remember what I read. So I had to go back. And before I've even gotten to like week one um, to go through the course, I started the morning pages. The morning pages, you take time in the morning, like first thing in the morning, and you just write whatever is on your mind. And you do that for at least three pages, right? You just have to get yourself to that third page mark. And what I love most about it is I'm actually someone who enjoys journaling and enjoys writing because I find that it does help me to sort my thoughts mm-hmm. and it gives me an opportunity to to be clear headed. Like anything that might be uncertain or mm-hmm. if there's any dissonance anywhere. I've talked about this even with just how I've written the affirmations. Mm-hmm. I have to go and I have to write and I have to be very, very strategic and what I'm writing, like I can't just write any word. Like I have to know exactly how I'm feeling to write it down. And I, but I love that about the process. Mm. So the morning pages are like, they really set me up for the day. And they open me up. Mm-hmm. So mind unlocked, heart unblocked all week. Okay? That's been your jam. That's been my jump. So <laughs> I love that reference. I love the, I love the intersection between the two experiences. That words that you spoke have come back to aid you in a particular time, right? a passageway, a growth way. Uh, I enjoy your writing. I think we all do. We like when you have time to go through your thoughts and express them to us at your pace. Mm, you, you. Yeah, you find things that we all benefit from. So Thank you. And you keep that up. Yeah. When I was looking at Mind Unlocked, Heart Unblocked, it was interesting to me because I don't have a, my mind isn't locked, but the first thing I saw was Mind Unlocked. Mm -hmm. And I thought about the intentional work I've had to do to get there. And it's a unique place to start an affirmation. It's the first line. But if somebody isn't experiencing an unlocked mind, they may have challenging accessing that one, and I want to acknowledge that. Yeah. Or maybe even saying it for the moment helps them experience that unlocking, but it's that habit of knowing how to unlock the mind from its own thoughts, its self-talk, its own habits, knowing how to unlock my mind so that I can see abundance, mm-hmm. so that I can be with abundance, mm-hmm. so that I am not my first negative critic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if I want to critique myself I can do it in a way that acknowledges what I have currently just experienced and grew from yeah. so that mind unlocked as a starting point it's like a tall order for the way I read it today mm. because I've done very intentional work in the recent 
to keep that mind unlocked. I need it there as a creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's healthy there. And hard unblocked. And that leaves us open to receive the lessons, the blessings and the manifestations that they will present. When they're unlocked and unblocked, we are open. And that's such a beautiful place to be. To be open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I found myself there today in my writing. Wow. And I've been very intentional in the writing to even like search for the lesson. Mm-hmm. What what am I coming to to teach myself? What am I coming to learn about myself? Mm-hmm. And and today again was no different. But before I even talk about the lesson I learned today, I want to um, preface it with how I was feeling yesterday. Oh yeah. So I had Bring an opp- <laughs> I had an opportunity to speak on a panel for UC Davis. Uh huh. Um, and it was centered on careers in education and psychology. And so, as you know, like my background is music ed, but um, segued into educational psychology at Howard. And I think it's so dope that I get asked to be on this panel because I feel like I have not had a traditional route Mm -hmm. according to what I was trained for, Mm -hmm. right? Or that's my perception. Mm -hmm. However, I'm on the panel and this is my second time doing this panel. The first time I did it was right before the pandemic hit. Okay. Because we were in person. Okay. And so this is 2020. And I am fresh into writing through my identity as an angel mother. And I remember coming to the space, talking about what brought me to Oakland, uh, the work that I did at Howard, but then what, what, what brought me to Oakland, my work with Roses, and then also work with soul development, how that intersects with the imaginative, how Mm -hmm. that's in alignment with my research. Mm -hmm. And then life takes a turn, right? In 2019, I gave birth to Kamayu. And so we know the story. So I bring to the space in that setting that I'm an angel mother. And I say that for them on a career panel to be one of reference for anyone who may know someone who's experienced it, if not themselves, or if they are even like a rainbow baby or anything, because these are undergrad students. But also saying it because it is living, right? And there are pivots that happen. And you might think that you're headed in one direction, but life steers you in another. Mm -hmm. And so that identity is who I stand in now because that's how I want the world to know me. I want them to know me as Kamayu's mom, right? Mm -hmm. And that was so important for me to be able to say and I think pronounce it in front of people yeah. like that. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, because it breaks the convention of what is thought to be important in this space. Yeah. And after each of the panelists like give an introduction um, into who they are and what brought them to the space, then there's breakouts. There's breakout rooms. So we go into another room and then the students come and they talk to you and ask you very specific questions about their journey. Right. Yeah. Now, there are breakouts. Students come to ask you specific questions about your journey. Uh, And there was also a bathroom break, wasn't there? There was a bathroom break. Okay, Yeah. So (laughs) what I remember most was her introduction and her bathroom break. You remember my bathroom break? Yeah, because I was upstairs pinned under Kamali. So during this entire uh, panel presentation, (laughs) what was happening on the other end of this 
a lovely presentation Felicia was rendering was that Kamali would not let me put her down to sleep. And she woke up each time and then fell back asleep in my arms each time. And then woke up in my arms, looked at the TV screen, decided it was less engaging than sleep and went back to sleep. That's my girl. On me. That's my shouty. I tried to slide her down to the bed. I was going to lay beside her. She woke up again, climbed back on my I don't chest. Know why is she doing that, man? Okay. What's wrong? It, I was pinned under. It wasn't by choice. Okay. I just want to make this clear. And she was drooling on me <laughs> and she was she sweating. Was, she was that tired. So I love where we were in the story about the breakout room. What I love about it too is that I wasn't even referencing yesterday's. I was talking about 2020s. Oh, well, <laughs> see, all I could remember was yesterday. That's okay. Uh, I, I will, thank you. I will jump straight into it. Oh no, my bad. No, it's all good. So I'm, I'm giving you a breakdown of what that session looks like when you come to speak for this career panel, right? Uh -huh. And you were with me in 2020. It was a really, really good breakout session. I talked to so many different students and it was, it was relaxed. I don't know. Like what I will say is that I remember I had a lot of students in my room more than I expected would come in comparison to other persons on the panel and their career trajectories. Fast forward. So here we are yesterday. And this time this panel is happening on zoom because we are in the pandemic <laughs> and same, same format, same um, expression of who you are, mm -hmm. you know, bathroom break. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I come back and I have a breakout session on zoom. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see that I have like a lot of different students, but I can't see them. They're, they're looking like Hollywood squares, you know, mm -hmm. but I have two. <laughs> Uh, who I can see, and those two proceed to ask me questions. So the breakout session is for like 30 minutes, and they ask me questions about my music ed background. All right, so I wasn't expecting that, but I'm like, okay, uh, that's cool, and I answer accordingly, and then we jump back in, and then we give like closing advice. Afterwards, I said to myself, I did okay. I didn't do as well as I felt I did in 2020. But I told myself like, all right, I'm not going to just dwell on that feeling. I'm going to just say, okay, well, I'm going to take my time next time to prepare in a way that I feel I need to so that I can feel differently when I'm done. Mm -hmm. Karika comes downstairs. Kamali comes down with him. She, she never laid down for sleep. <laughs> and I tell Riga how I'm feeling. And Riga, he responds to me with this tone <laughs> the, it, it was firm rig. I don't know if I've ever shared with you all firm rig. Firm rig. I do not like how he sounds. Not, that guy. But he asked me like, "Why would you say that?" Or he was asking like, "Okay, well, what were the questions?" Right? And in asking me in that moment, I couldn't even remember the questions. Remember, I was like, "Um, I gotta like sit and think about what were the questions." Blah blah. blah right. And, but I remember, like, I didn't really like that feeling. I almost shut down, but it's like, no, I'm going to just assess what the questions were and what I said. Mm -hmm. Before I went into that panel, though, I took time to write. They weren't my morning pages because sometimes the morning gets away from me. They were my afternoon pages. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm writing my afternoon pages and I knew I was coming to the panel. So I wrote that I wanted to honor my truth and be intentional, intentional about telling my truth where it is today. Mm-hmm. So this morning I'm writing my morning pages and I'm reflecting on Kariga's tone and I'm reflecting on how quickly I told myself that I just did okay. And in my writing, I realized that I actually did what I intended to do. Mm-hmm. But I was using a measure that didn't apply to yesterday. I was using a measure from 2020 that the number of people I had that came to ask me questions as an indicator of how well I was doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So neither here nor there, I realized why am I using that instrument to measure me when what I said I wanted, I actually was able to do. So when I used the right measure to assess whether or not I did well, according to what I said I wanted to do, (laughs) then I did, I did well. Mm. I found out that I did well. Right. So it felt really good to be able to use the right measure. Yeah. I found out that I did well mm-hmm. in accordance to what I set out to do. Yep. Nice. So when I came back to my morning pages today, that, this is why I love them. It, they make things so clear, so, so clear for me. And I'm sitting and I'm having my oatmeal for breakfast. And in comes an email from a student telling me how incredibly grateful they were for me to be on the panel and how I had an amazing story. Mm. And I was just like, wow. And you, and you found that after your writing? After my writing. After I came to the understanding that I did what I, I, what I intended to do. That feels like a butterfly kiss. It does, Riga. Yeah, the timing Thank of you. that feels like a butterfly kiss. It does. It truly does. And after that, after I read that email, I said to Kariga, what I experienced in my writing. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, Rika, be patient with me, please, because when I'm orally expressing it, it can be a bit challenging for me versus when I write it. So have grace as I try to recount my story. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sharing it with you. And I even told him about firm (laughs) Rika, how I felt about. And listen, it made me assess how did I respond and was I effective in what I intended to communicate? Mm. was firm rig a response to watching you experience doubt was it firm rig because how quickly you told me you didn't do well right, right? and i'm like based on what measure so rig. Um, <laughs> so it's the way i truly investigate when i'm caught off guard right i can deliver a tone of warmth and sincerity when i'm probing at something i think exists but when I'm caught off guard by your statement that suggests you didn't do well, let me tell you what happens for me. When I'm upstairs being pinned under Kamali and doing what needs to be done for you to have the time and attention you deserve, it isn't about the, oh, well, you had everything you need. For me, it's about the ideas, the thinking that goes in way before you even log into your Zoom. So when I wake up in the day and I think about how to support you, I am performing to a standard 
that I believe you deserve mm. for how much you support me in my endeavors. And when I'm doing that, I'm doing it with joy. And when I am not with you and you're performing or speaking, whatever your engagement is, I'm envisioning success because my mind lends itself to abundance. And you must be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. In an earlier conversation, we we said that we would give each other the understanding that whatever we are doing for ourselves, we will assume is best for the family. Mm-hmm. That is a way that you get to pour into yourself and know that the family receives it and celebrates you for it. So when I am not with you in whatever you have to attend to, I'm only envisioning success. Mm-hmm. And success doesn't mean everything goes good. Success can be the learning the pivot, but my mind is set on abundance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is the thinking behind. We're so happy that you get to participate in this panel in the academic setting. Now, I make clear like Felicia is a PhD of educational psychology. Okay. Her life involved in integrated and intersected with the academy so much it's a large part of who i've always known her to be and it's so very different than all the brilliant ways she shows up now but in pandemic post-pandemic around pandemic we saw the world shift and it's it's our power to remember that it has shifted in our favor to do the necessary work that needs to be done when self-work is seen as noble work, we can all be well. Mm-hmm. So I love how you redesigned your critical thinking. It's still done at a highly specific level. It is just a new lens of assessment. And when you get to check in on yourself and write and find and process, come on, man, you drop jewels and we just get to really <laughs> harvest from that. Rika, before we go any further, can we take a minute to talk about joy? We can always take a moment to talk about joy. (laughs) Well, one thing that brought me joy this week uh, was when Kamali was squeezing that oatmeal and that banana and that saliva. No, that was not joy. (laughs) But another thing that brought me joy was my weekly Target run. You know, I love to go and I was able to shop black owned and found brands to get everything we needed for our space. Is that where the new coffee is from? Well, you know, we, you know, we need to have our coffee. (laughs) I love making sure we are surrounded by joy every day. If you want to surround yourself with a little joy and help uplift black creatives, visit target.com backslash black beyond measure to learn more. Well, let me tell you, like in the writing, when I was taking the time to write through to investigate, like, why did I assess myself in this way and found out, oh, I was using the wrong measure. Mm-hmm. I was writing about your tone and you know how I was saying like writing is the clearest form of understanding exactly what it is I'm feeling. I can't just write any word. So when I went to write about how I was feeling about how your tone made me feel, mm-hmm. it was wild. Like I couldn't, I had to stop I had, and I had to find the word. If mm. I, it did not come right away. I wanted to write judgment, but that wasn't it. Mm. Right. And it it actually helped me to look further within. And I realized like, no, his tone 
is prompting me to investigate more about what's happening within me that made me think this, mm. that made me think that I, I wasn't, that I didn't, or that I did just okay, right? Uh-huh. And, and I love that about the writing that it allows me to do that. Like I can't just write any particular thing. It has to be accurate. It is the clearest way that I can even hear myself. Mm. It was this invitation within to understand more about why am I not able to practice seeing myself in a light of, I suppose that I did do well. Mm. It's like I had this, the book actually, the artist, the artist way book Mm -hmm. calls it a censor. It's like easier for me to legend myself with negative affirmations versus positive ones. Mm. And I don't know where I'm going with that, but I think, no, I just think it's really fascinating. It made me, investigate my own tone toward you and what did I experience when you communicated what you did and yeah I think my tone was the the most honest response it was almost like I'm in a meeting and I'm hearing something for the first time Mm -hmm. that is inconsistent with the mission statement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and in accordance with our mission statement on how we see ourselves and the work we do to hear you evaluate yourself so quickly without evidence as into why, when, you know, I knew you were in this space of doing exactly what you were called to do, supposed to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. Right. Earlier in the dialogue, I talked about this reference, this space of abundance that I'm in. Mm Mm-hmm. So it isn't to ensure that somebody has to do well. It is that I'm already framing my mind for the for the abundance, for the opportunities, uh, for the lessons, however they should land. And I love how you're able to to do that. We talked briefly even after about like the clarity that I will get from writing. We enjoy your writing. <laughs> we really enjoy your writing. We 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 are. I'm speaking for myself and the listeners today. Mm-hmm. We love when you have time to write and take time to write because we all learn so much from your process, different from my process, but and beautiful. I, thank you. And I love your process. Honestly, I do. Mm-hmm. Your ability to synthesize so quickly, like it's like you are having an experience outside of your body mm. verbally. Mm. And I like that same experience in the way that you're able to be clear like that. I'm able to do that in my writing. I love the evidence of what writing leaves for the reader, for yourself or someone who comes down years down the line. And I think that like my real time processing is connected to where I'm at real time. Mm. So if I am somewhere else in my being real time, have no desire to process or synthesize. Because I am, like, I don't like to synthesize anything when I'm exercising. Mm. Okay. I like to give, <laughs> it requires my all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if something's on my mind, it's going to show up in the way that I'm exercising. So I guess I'm speaking to my ability to be present. Mm. But my synthesizing is where I'm at presently. And we're just so grateful for the way 
like what I find is Felicia's writing reminds me of you ever hear the uh, the analogy like cut from a rare cloth. So if our children are to come into this world cut from the cloth of Felicia and I, I deeply admire the fabric that she comes with and the needle that she stitches with. In my mind, Felicia stitches with this very, very fine needle that catches different parts of the fabric. And my synthesis real time and how it processes is like a different needle, different stitch. Mm. Right. And it's catching other parts and reinforcing maybe. Mm. But it's it's your detail stitch that really makes the uh, the fabric what it is. So I enjoy the way we weave and bind story together life right we're living stories mm. um, and i really enjoy experiencing this side with you and how it processes and how we get to lean and be better versions of ourselves when we are exploring our emotions as an act of self-love that's what we're doing huh legit <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <laughs> that's what we were doing we were exploring our emotions and sometimes that work it's like exercising right it's yeah. good for you but it doesn't always feel so good no it just helps you have more of your capacity available for you mm. when we do the work and take inventory of what's occupying Love's territory or light's territory or the way we even speak love into ourselves. Sometimes it takes labor to move those things out the way. But once they're out the way, love has a better flow. Mm. To getting those things out the way. Shout out to you, my moving buddy. <laughs> Man, thank you, Riga. Thank you. We thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. Kariga and Felicia. And the listeners. Yes. You all are amazing. You help create this space that we can all find reference in. Until we cross paths again, may we love more abundantly. We want to thank you. Thank our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Our producer, Crystal Hill. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Peace.